Thank you for tuning in to the Highest Praise Church podcast. For more information about Highest Praise Church, please visit highestpraisechurch.com. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Sherwood Lancaster. Sunday, so we're, we're excited about that, uh, about our about our our, our fast and our, 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 the things we're focused on. It's giving something to God, and that's what fasting is. If it means anything, if it don't mean anything to you, it doesn't mean anything to Him. We'll we'll get involved with that a little bit more on Sunday. We'll be doing it for him the twenty eight. I'm sorry, from the eighth to the twenty eighth, which would be twenty one days. That'd be a that'd be a Saturday. Then on the twenty ninth, we're coming here. We're just we're just going to have a time of celebration. Um, and, and praising God for what we know he's going to do. And, and that's because that's, that's, that's what fasting does. It, we don't fast to get anything. We, we fast just to get closer to God. And getting closer to him, then that's, that's how these things happen. Um, but really the, the, the main focus isn't, isn't really the fast. It's what we're going to do during it. And that is making sure we're praying every day. You say, well, I do. No, I mean, just really give him, give him your attention. Um, and, 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 and pray, uh, read your Bible, read your Bible um, every day, and, and come to church every time we have a service. And obviously, you guys are already starting. You know, of course, we always have good attendance on Wednesday night anyway, but, but Wednesday and Sunday, and if we do that um, three weeks in a row, you're going you're gonna to see a good, a good habit. Um, you know, and, and how many knows the way to get rid of bad habits is, is start good habits. And so we're going to, so we're going to do that. So anyway, we're excited about that. We'll, we'll start that off on Sunday. So, so tonight I, I want to talk about focus. Okay. Cause it, it, it takes focus. And so I, I got this teaching. I want to be going to put it on the screen, but I, I kind of reformatted it so we can, um, so we can, so we can do it tonight. So you can, uh, if, if you're not used to come on Wednesday night, we kind of like to, I really like to love to teach you and, and we, we put what we can on the board up there and it, and most of the time it works. So um, it is tonight, so, so we have that going on. So I, I want to talk about focus because I believe if you, uh, if you get to focus, then, um, then that's going to that's, that's take you a long way, especially after we teach this. So um, Genesis 13 and 14, the Bible says after Lot was separated um, from him, talking about Abraham, God said to Abraham, lift up your eyes now and look from the place where you are northward and southward and eastward and, and westward. For all the land, verse 15, for all the land which you see, I will give to you and to your seed forever. Don't you just love it whenever God gives you a, gives you a promise? It's not just, it's not, he's not dealing just with you. He's dealing with generations. He's dealing with your, he's dealing with your children, your children's children. That's what God does. So, so what, what, what I see here is, is what I want to make a point here. Whatever you see, you will seize. And this is what, this is what he told him. He said, he said, Look at verse 15. He said, for all the land which you see. If you can see it, you can seize it. Isn't that great? If God shows it to you, then that means it's, that means it's, it's yours. I mean, it's, I really want to take off on, on Joshua and Caleb. You remember Caleb, whenever they, they, they went into the land, we'll look at it in a second with the spies. But I want to jump ahead that little bit and use this. And then uh, they, they couldn't go into the promised land. They had to wait for 40 years. But God had already promised Caleb a mountain. And he, he seen it. And then it, but it was 40 years later. Now it was time for them to go into the promised land. And then Joshua said, Caleb, don't, you don't want that, that 
that mountain. You don't want that area over there. The giants are still over there. Let, it's 40 years later. Let some of the younger dudes go there and fight these giants. Take this beautiful land over here by the lake. <laughs> in case I don't want the beautiful land by the lake, I want that mountain. And he went, he went and got it. Why? Because when God shows you something and you focus on it, nothing else will do. So don't forget what God has shown you in 20, for 2023. Don't forget what God has shown you, what God has promised you. And keep your eye on it and keep your focus. And I'm telling you, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna seize it. You're going you're gonna to ap- ap- apprehend it. Um, the number one thing that stops people from getting what they want in life is their lack of focus. As a pastor, I say it all the time. It's just lack of focus. You lose your focus. You, lose, you, you, you forgot about it. One of the things, here, here's, here's the thing. is It's not you don't see it. It's not there. You don't focus on it. If, if you forget about it, it wasn't God. That's just plain and simple. Things that God gives you, I mean, if it's still in your spirit, if it's a promise, if it's a word, whatever it is, if it don't go away, that, that means it's of God. It's always there. And so uh, we don't want to lose the focus. We won't get it. If your goal is money, success, or family, or I hope God, the number one thing that keeps, us, keeps, um, that keeps people uh, from our, realizing our goals or maximizing our potential and fulfilling your God-given assignment and purpose is focus. You'll never be, you'll never realize your goals, you never maximize your potential or fulfill God's given assignment in your life because you just lose, you lose your focus. You have to keep your focus. You have to, you know, he even told Habakkuk, he says, write the vision, write it down, make it plain, right? I mean, we're talking about vision here. It's January the 4th. We're talking about vision here. Write the vision down, make it plain. How plain? So whoever reads it can run with it. Amen. Whoever, who, whoever gets it. Real fast, just kind of let Spirit God to speak a little bit. And, you know, the thing that just hit me is I, I'm, a, I'm a dreamer. I, I love big goals. I mean, obviously, um, I, think it, I think it's important that you, that you make your goals big enough, your plans big enough for God. You say, well, what is that? You should always have something that, that uh, unless God intervenes, it'll never happen. Unless God gives them, I always, always have that stuff around here. I always, always have that stuff. I mean, there's, there's visions and dreams you know about this ministry that we, that we want to see happen. Um, but then there's also things that, that, that already has happened and will happen because God's going to get involved with it. But at the same time, you also want, you want attainable goals. Why do you want attainable goals? Because so you can celebrate. So, you know, and a lot of times, you know, especially now, I mean, we're entering fasting, we were praying, we're going to read our Bible, you know, so we're going, and, and we do, we, we, our spirit man begins to open up, we begin to breathe in our spirit, we begin to just, we, we, we just allow our faith to begin to explode and expand, and you need to, but at the same time, you always want to have these attainable goals, so that whenever you attain these goals, you celebrate. And God, ta- so, so I want to use Genesis for that, and God taught us that in the very beginning, that's why, how many knows that God could have created everything in, in one snap? He could have spoke his word and everything came to existence, but he didn't. He took six days. And at the end of each day, he says, that's good. Right? After day two, oh, that's good. After day three, oh, that's good. What is it? What's he doing? He's celebrating every achievement that he has. The devil don't like it whenever we're, we celebrate the achievements that we've done through God. 
So one of the main things to make sure you have, man, set, set your goals, set achievement. And boy, when it, whenever it happens, I mean, set, I mean, they might be so small that nobody else is going to celebrate with you, but you don't need everybody else. This isn't between you and them. This is between you and him. Amen. And so you focus on that. That keeps you, keep your thing you can, you can celebrate. So whatever you place your focus, the rest of your mind, your talents, your abilities, and emotions will follow. That's your focus. That's what you focus. And it's very important to have our mind involved to it, our talents, our abilities, and our emotions, everything we have. That's, that's, that's spirit, soul, and body. We're tripart beings. And we got our spirit, our soul, and our body and tight and focused into what, what we have. I put a little analogy here and in in, in wrote it out just so you can read it in case you, um, you just want to see it. But in the, world of, in the world of race car driving, they teach them that whenever they get into a spin, that you don't want to hit the wall, right? If you hit the wall, it's over. And so they teach them not to focus on the wall. Because whatever you focus on is what you're going to end up hitting. And so, whenever, so they teach you when they're in the spin, you focus on which way you want to go. And so somehow or another in the spin, they're just focusing on how to get back going in the right direction, get back in the right lane. And that's what they teach you. And it's the same thing with us. Whenever we're in a spin, where we're doing, don't, don't focus on what you don't want to hit. Focus on which way you want to go. Because a lot of times, that's what happens. That's what happens. And in, in, in this way, they have a better chance of avoiding the wall and successful getting out of the spin because they're not focusing on what they don't want to hit. They're focusing on which way they want to go. And that's what we're looking at. That's what's always important. So whenever you place your focus, the rest of your mind, your talents and abilities and emotions will follow. Focus is the key to success is what we're trying to teach you here. Many times our lives can spin out of control and it's because of lack of focus. Just lack of focus. Well, I, I mean, it, it could be March. You're like, man, I started so good. I mean, in January, everything was going good. What happened? You lost your focus. So, so your 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 ability, your 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 talents, your everything that you have just gets off because because it's the lack of focus. The principle is true both in the world and in the world and also in the heavens. People who focus on problems, on hurdles. Walls and obstacles will go through life with problems, hurdles, walls, and obstacles. It's like the driver trying to avoid the wall the whole time. They don't go around there. You know, if it's Talladega, they're going 200 miles an hour. They're not, fo- they're not staring at the wall so they don't hit the wall. They keep their eye on the first turn, the second turn, the third turn, and, for- and the fourth turn. That which way you want to go. Because if you, if, the main thing, especially if you had a rough year, if you, had a, if you went through some challenges, whatever, you don't go into a new year, focus on the problems, focus on the hurdles, focus on the walls, and focus on the obstacles. If you do, they're going to get you. You focus on the things of God. You focus on the things of God. So whatever it is, and we can, we can throw that in on, you know, just, you know, everything's good, going good with your marriage right now, but you're just waiting for, you know, somebody start acting like an idiot. You know, everything's going good with your children right now. You're just waiting for them to you know, get rebellious. Everything's going good with your finances, but you're just waiting. Well, I'm just going to, I don't want to celebrate too much, whatever. No, don't focus on what's not going to happen. Focus on what, what God said. So you can have focus, but you don't want to focus on the wrong thing. You want to focus on the right thing. Okay? And we know how to focus. Don't say I don't know how to focus. Oh, we do. We'll get fixated on something negative. Mm-hmm. 
We don't, we don't get fixated on what God can do. We get fixated on what will happen if God don't do it. And we live our life based on that. We can't do it based on Sunday. We've got to believe that he, he's, he's, he can overcome it. So there's power. It's called the power of focus. It's not what's happening to you now or what has happened to you in the past that determines who you become. Let me say it again. Actually, underlining that. It's not what's happening to you now or what has happened to you in the past that determines who you become. It is your focus on it. What do you focus on right now will determine on what you become. So let me tell you something. We can focus all day long on what has happened to us in the past and, and, or what we're going through right now. And if you focus on that, that's what you're going to, be, that's what you're going to become. That's, what you, that's what's going to happen. But, but what, what has your focus right? You, you can change it. I tell people, you know, a lot of times with, it doesn't matter if it's church growth. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, if it's, if it's just anything in life, if it's your business or whatever. If you're, I mean, if you're up here, I mean, if, if you're in a plane and it starts going down, let's just use the plane analogy, and it starts going down, um, you know, before, before you can go up, you got to do what? You got to stop the descent. And then you got to level out. And now you can go back up. And that's the same thing with, with life and, 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 and things that's happened to us in the past or, or a bad 2022 or, or, you know, bad whatever or whatever, generational curses, whatever you're dealing with. I mean, before, before you can worry about, you know, just, you know, how's God going to turn this thing around and take it that way? Listen, first of all, you just, you just stop the descent, you, you plan out, and then you get ready to go forward. And that's what focus does. That's what focus does. And you stay on it. You focus, you focus on it. It is, it is the meaning and significance that you give to everything that determines its effect on your life. What's determine it? You focus on it. What is it? You focus, what God, I mean, when we're fasting and praying, we, we, we focus on them things. That's what, if, if fasting don't do anything else, one of the main things it does, it teaches you to focus. And you just, you just, you just lock, you lock and load. That, that's, that's the reason why it brings you so much closer to God is because you're, you're just, you just, you just, you just focus. Oh, there's still, and let me, let me, let me stop here. I'll deal with it a little bit on Sunday, but it's not because distractions are not going to come. And it's not because your mind, will, and emotion is going to line up. And it's not because your body is going to like it. It's not going to crave the very thing you say, I'm not going to have. It is. And, and in order to do what it is you set out to do, you're going to have to focus. You got to have that determination. And then you're going to realize, I can't do it. <laughs> so God help me. Now. <laughs> you <know>, quickly. <laughs> you know, hurry up. And that's the cool thing about fasting. It's, it, it, it's okay. You know, the whole thing about fasting too, I want to get back off, I want to get off of it, but it just talking about the focus is, you know, is, it, you, you humble yourself. And God, God he, he always, he exalts the humble. And how do we humble ourselves? If you're really going to fast, you really want to give something to God that means something to you. And, and, let, and let me tell you this. I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. I, I, know, this, I know this goes against, uh, being honest with you, you say, well, show me that we're in the Bible. Well, well, they didn't have iPhones in the Bible. If they did, I believe that God would have, and they didn't have apps and uh, social media. I believe the disciples had, I, I believe the disciples had iPhones and social media. Jesus says, y'all need to lay off that thing for about 21 days. 
No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Because some of you could care less about, you know, what, what, if it's a food, if it's a beverage, whatever, you know, as long as you can curl up in the middle and just sit there and, and <laughs> you know, we, we've, we fast, you know, we fast a lot around here and uh, we've gone on several uh, 21 day fasts and God has called me to several 21 day just liquid only fast and, and nothing but water. And for whatever reason, I told you Sunday, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a horrible faster. Not because I can't do it. I'm just horrible to be around. I mean, like me. I mean, why, why wouldn't you? I mean, it's, I'm doing this just because I know for, I ain't talking about anybody. I was in a revival one time where I was speaking to a place, and, this person, and God was kept on moving, and it kept on, services kept on adding, and people kept on coming, people kept getting saved and delivered, all kinds of stuff was happening. And this guy stood up at the end of the service. He says, I feel that God is calling us to an Esther fast. That's three-day fast. Esther fast for three days for his intercession to the king. I just got done preaching. I was started always talking about it was one of these country churches that and I, I drove back here every time I went and I was it was over in Jacksonville, Oklahoma, so it was what, about a three hour drive. And these ladies, man, you talking about a heavenly church. I'm telling you, it was annoying. Here, here's the annoying it was. These are ladies that go out in the back and they would they would cook they would cook meal and they had they would have hot ham biscuits. Come on, somebody. I mean, just just bucking when you walk. Or some kind of sandwiches or this way. And knowing you got to eat it in the car. I mean, because I'm, I'm on the way back. <laughs> so I'm done. And I, so I'm thinking. And I, and I see old Sister Gertrude in the back back there. I'm like, with that, always a brown paper sack to I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. What is in that brown? And this brother stands up. starts talking about an Esther fast. I said, and I, go, I says, yep, I believe God has spoken. And let's all pray for Brother Bob here, whatever his name was, as he goes through a three-day fast. But I'm going to grab that bag, and as soon as I get in the car, I'm going to tear it up. <laughs> I didn't say that. That's what I was going to do. But. So my point is, but if God would have said it, I was going to say it. So I don't play around with the fact. Oh, my, my point was is that one thing about when it, we start, I don't know why, but when you go through that, you get, you get through all kinds of detox, and after about three, especially when you do that, after about three days, man, every, everybody cut you headaches. I mean, just all kinds of stuff. You just go through the whole thing. <clears throat> But around, for whatever reason, around about day eight or nine, I just start watching the Food Channel. What is up with that? Just watch it, man. You can't have, just, I mean, like, I don't even watch it now. I just throw, don't, pay, don't pay a lick of mine. And I don't, I don't watch sport. I mean, really, I just, I just watch it for, I just sit there and get fixated. <laughs> I don't know why. I get focused on it, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, but God, I'm telling you, God is my way. He has not called us to a 21-day liquid-only fast. If he has you, we will be lifting you up in prayer. I'm praying for you. God bless you. Pray for me as I pray for you. Okay. Um, boy, that was a rabbit. We chased him, didn't we? So it is the meaning and significance that you give to everything that determines it effect in your life. That's very, that's very important. That's where I think is first year, if nothing else, is, you know, just, and you can do it any time. I don't think we only should do it the first year. But sometimes you got to stop and realize what is the meaning and significance of everything that, that determines um, its effect in your life. Um, ever seen a person with a problem that all they do is focus on the problem 
And so they never get better. Why don't they ever get better? Because you always focus on the problem. Focus on God's dreams. Focus on God's goals. Focus on his vision for your life. Be the change that you want to be. Be the change that you want to be. You got you to focus on it. I wrote down here permissive will and perfect will. I was, I was talking to the seniors today. I do, uh, just, you know, just started today doing it one day a week and going there with the seniors in their school and, and, and doing a Bible with them. Somehow I just got into permissive will and a perfect will. Um, um, focus on God's dreams, goals, and vision for your life. The, you know, there, there's there's, a, there's a, the perfect will, and I was actually going through something else and just came up in my spirit just pouring into them. One thing about fasting is, and, and, and I say fasting because I'm really talking about focus. One thing about focusing is that you're focusing on the perfect will of God for your life. And, 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 and God has a will for your life. He has a destiny for your life. He has a plan, Jeremiah 29, 29 11. I know the plans that I have for you, saith the Lord. So he, he says it. He's no respecter of person. He has it. He has the perfect will and he has a submissive will. Um, thank God for a submissive will. And, and I use the analogy because some of the students was asking, um, you know, God, God is blessing. God is doing great things. But after over, after over 20 years of, of, of being in the same place, after we were here for two years, we came here because God spoke. It was, it was his perfect will for me to come here. And when I came here, we loaded the kids up in the car. They were small. We came down here. And once we took the church, didn't want, didn't want to be in the area. And, and we, just, we just had it. And, but it was the perfect It was the perfect will. Long story short, after we decided after we, we, we to do it here, we take, take what God has had offered us here. I mean, less than 20 people here, and, and we just we went with it. That was a perfect will. I said, okay, God, we'll do it for two years. After two years, sure enough, I, 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 got, some, I got some offers that go some other places. And, of course, we went and checked them out. And, but, I, but I knew that that wasn't, that wasn't the, the perfect will because God told me. I just, I just knew. He didn't tell me, don't take it. It's perfect. I just knew I was still supposed to be where I was at. Now, here's the thing. I'm not talking about I was quitting pastoring. I was going to go start a bar. or I was going to, you know, just, just go to a second. Nothing wrong or something wrong with starting a bar. But like if I was going to do something else. But my point is, I was just going to go from one. Here's my point. I was going to go from one church to another church. I was still going to preach the gospel. I was still going to go as hard as I can go. We're going to do what we're going to do. But God wanted me to do it here. So my point is, is that what if I'd have done it when the church was outside of Atlanta? I went, I mean, it was just great. I mean, everything about the church was great. Everything about the area was great. I mean, just la 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 I mean, and, but God says, no, I want you here. Would God had blessed it? Well, of course he would have blessed it because he's a good God. I'm doing what he calls you to do. And it, it went good. It might even have went great, but it wouldn't, but he wouldn't have blessed it the way he's blessing this. Why? That was a permissive will. He would have permitted it. His grace had been, had been upon it. But there's something about getting his perfect will. His perfect will. And a lot of times we settle, and because of his grace, for his permissive will. He, he's, just, he's, he's just like any parent. I mean, he, he, he permits it. And, and, he, and he does. He, and and, 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 and that, that's what drives me. Driving, driving me is, 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 is not, be honest with you, is not really what I've got. What drives me is what I could have and what I can have and what God says. So that's that little push, that's that little drive there. And so I'm sitting there, you know, and I knew, I knew in the depths of my heart 
And, and, and where, where is that? So I know. It's called your knower. Not know her. Know her. And you. It's, it's, it's you know. Everybody got to know her. Everybody's got it. I mean, my, my two-year-old's out in, 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 right now. They, they, they got to they they know her. They, they know. Don't, don't touch that. Don't climb over that fence and run in the hall. I mean, they know. They, they might do it anyway, but, but they know. So we get in. So you know you know her. You, you, you just know, okay? Don't get so super spiritual. You know you know her. How do you know it's no whenever you, whenever you go that knower? Peace. Peace is that perfect umpire. Just peace. Didn't make a lick of sense why I would turn down and not do what and not go wherever it makes all this, all, all this, which looked great, but we just had perfect, just perfect peace. <laughs> made no sense, but perfect peace. You know it give you a perfect peace. And so it's very, so, so, so you focus on what you know or knows and you have that perfect peace in. And you'll find yourself under the Psalm 91, who, who dwells in a secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadows of the almighty. That's the perfect will of God. Do you know what I just said? Who dwells, not visits, not passes by, not just in the month of January so we can, you know, so God can remember in June, that's what we did in January. Uh-uh. He who dwells, pitch a tent, build you a house, stay, I'm not moving, shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. And man, he just pours, he just, he just pours, that, pours that favor out. I was coming, I want, I want the perfect will of God. I want you to have the perfect will of God. And as a parent, as a family, I'm saying parents on the Wednesday night, all of our, all of our kids, young adults, are all, they're all, you know, it's college and career and all out there. So I'm talking to us, we just, we just want it to flow. Okay? So anyway, so whatever, whatever you're focused on today, you give that thing permission to exist tomorrow. You know what I just said? Whatever you focus on today, you give whatever it is you have focus on permission to exist tomorrow. You stay in focus on it. Don't lose it. Don't move it. There's things that's coming to pass right now because I kept it alive just by focusing on it. Even like it was going to happen. Um, I mean, we're all involved with a building project and all this kind of stuff. So obviously I'm going to use a lot of this in an analogy. That piece of land that we're building that's going on right now and the, the whole 11 acres over there, they, they came to me for, and I, I knew we had to have land that came to me and wanted $875,000 for it. <laughs> the Bible says in Psalms, he who sits in the heavens laughs. <laughs> I just laughed. Okay. Anyway, three years later, waiting on it, everything, staying focused on it, believing. We end up the same piece of property, we paid $245,000 for it. We never lost our focus. Yeah, give God a hand clap of praise for that. We never lost our focus. We saw commercial sign up there going on. We started hearing somebody bought it, this happened or whatever. You just stay your focus. Because whatever you focus on today gives the thing permission to exist tomorrow. And just the things that happen. I'm just using that because that's where I've seen people get saved. I've seen people in my, in my family get saved. I mean, I've seen things happen in my family's life, in my life. So not just, not just you know, financial aspects of it, but even personal things. Um, just, just, just keep the focus. Don't let the enemy steal it. That's why I always say don't let, don't let the element of time rob you of God's blessing. 
well, that hasn't happened or didn't happen in 2022, don't let a flip of a calendar that God doesn't even go by. Don't miss that, didn't you? God don't go by. If he's going to go by any calendar, he's Jewish. He's going to go by the Jewish calendar. Okay, you missed that one too. Okay, when Peter was... Matthew 14, 20, 31, when Peter was walking on the water, he was looking at Jesus. When he took his eyes off of Jesus and began to see the storm, he began to sink, right? He lost his focus. Keep your eye on him. And always remember, flesh can't, water, flesh can't, water can't hold up flesh. As long as your eyes is on Jesus, you're in the spirit. Take your eyes off him, you get in the flesh, you're going to sink every single time. There's some things that's holding you up because you're, you're focused on God and then you're going, to, you're going to decide, okay, it's time to kind of just you know, not be so spiritual, not whatever, and you're going to start sinking and you're going to wonder why because water cannot hold up flesh. And a lot of times God will remind you what is, what is flesh and what is spirit because you're sinking. Numbers 13, 13 23, this is what I mentioned a while ago. I'm going to go a little bit faster because I've run a few rabbits, so I'm a little bit behind. The spies that spied out the land came back with two different views. God told the Israelites that the promised land was rich and fertile, and he promised that the bountiful land would be theirs. When the spies reported back to Moses, they gave plenty of good reasons for entering the land, but they couldn't stop focusing on their fear. See, there's focus. But it's focusing on the wrong thing. 365 times, the Bible says, fear not. That's, there's one fear not verse for every day because fear is a real thing. Literally, in King James Bible, 365 fear not. Fear not 365 times. So, so we, we don't fear. It's something real, but we, can't, we, we, we counteract it with faith. So anyway, talks of giants, uh, fortified cities made it easy to forget about God's promises to help. But Caleb and Joshua came back with a positive view, and Caleb tried to encourage the people as they stood before Moses saying, let's go back at once and take the land. He says, we can certainly conquer it. That's what Numbers 13 and 30 says. So the point of that is when facing tough decisions, don't let the negative cause you to lose sight of the positive. Everybody else says, we can't do it. Somebody's got to stand up and say, oh, yes, we can. It might be the only person in your family. It might be the only person on the job. You might be on a staff at a church, and you're the only one that does it. But bless God. Bless God with his name. We need somebody to stand up and say, oh, yes, we can. Why? Because God, God already gave it to us. Weigh both sides carefully. The problems of the past versus what God can do. And that's what we balance it. We, a lot of times we focus on the problems of the past. Weigh your problems in the past with what God can do. God will outweigh it every single time. And don't think, well, I don't, I'm, I'm away from things in the past. The devil hasn't. He'll keep throwing up. Make sure you wait on what God can do. Don't let potential difficulties bind you to God's power to help and his promise to guide you. Don't let the difficulties blind you to God's power to help and his promise to guide. God has power to help and he has a promise to guide. Not only will he help you, he will guide you through it. Amen? And we believe he can do that. And the Israelites let fear shift their focus from God. Ephesians 3 and 20, we see that God is able to do it simply, abundantly, above all that we ever ask or think, according to that power. I put that scripture back here today. According to the power, according that works in us. It's already in you. Your ability is already, already there. It's able to do it. Okay, let's talk about spiritual vision. Your spiritual vision. 
Your spiritual vision. Okay, you ready? Focus on God's dreams, goals, and vision for your life. That's what we're going to focus on. God's dreams, God's goals, God's vision for, for your life. Um, there's, there's some things that I didn't bring up here. I put it, they're going to, they're going to put it on, on, uh, on our social media and start doing the things that, uh, about what the, what the Bible does. Some things, I'll go, over, I'll go over it on Sunday. About what the Bible, one of the things, when you read your Bible, I say it's important to get read your Bible. Um, make sure that you, when you're reading the Bible, you're going to realize there's, there's promises in there. It's, it's called the promise book. And we start reading it, then the Spirit of God just starts, just, just starts oozing out the promises it has for you, and we're going to focus on those. So let me bust through this. Focus on where you want to be, not where you came from. That's good. Focus on what you expect to acquire and what you wish to do, not on what you do not have or what you have not done. Look, you start getting old as I am, that's, that's easy to do. Well, I ain't done this, I ain't done this, I ain't done We've done something. So we focus on that. Okay? Focus on your, on your healing, not your sickness. It's important. Focus on your deliverance, not your oppression. See, I'm, I'm really on this. I'm really on this thing I want to end it with on Sunday. I mean, keep throwing out good grass. And let it choke out the bad. I mean, I've just been writing that. Just been writing that. We want that one thing to do. Man, no, man. Keep throwing out that good grass. It's going it's to get it. Focus on what remains, not what you have lost. Dream about how different your life can be. Then wake up and focus on making it happen so that you can live the life that God has ordained for you. That's that permissive will again. Dream about. Focus on it. Be a dreamer. Everybody, everybody's going to think I'm weird. Honey, you at highest praise on a Wednesday night. They already think you're weird. That's, that's over. If you, if you got a reputation to uphold, you'll never receive everything that God has for you. You can write that down in the fly leaf of your Bible. I got a reputation to uphold. Well, honey, you're going to miss out on a whole lot that God has for you. Amen. I mean, you just will. Who cares? Dream about how different. Be a dreamer, man, what God can do. Then wake up and focus on it, making it happen so you can live the life that God has ordained for you. Think about it only enough to formulate a plan and then put feet to it. Put feet to that plan and make it happen. I mean, don't, when I say be a dreamer, don't just sit there and just be a dream floating in a cloud. Some of you wants to go to heaven. So, you, I mean, you, you see these pictures of, you know, like angels, just fat angels laying on clouds. You, know, you say, oh, that's what I'm going to do. I get to heaven. I'm not. I want to do stuff. I want to go places. I want to meet people. I mean, right? Come on, heaven. I mean, if heaven you is a white, fluffy cloud, then, then God bless you. I mean, but but man, that, that's, that's a lot of there's a lot to see and do. So my point is, is that don't just be a dreamer and that's all you do is dream. Put feet to it. Put action to it. Accomplish it. That's what makes it happen. Dreaming it is not is not the key. Putting putting action to it putting feet to it is what the dream is what is what helps anyway think about it only enough to formulate a plan and put feet to it just read that contemplate it long enough so that your faith becomes the driving force of your focus stay on it because persistence breaks resistance what persistence breaks resistance 
There's a resistance to everything I've been saying, but it's the persistence that you have that breaks it. The most powerful force on this planet is not the atomic bomb. It's pressure. Keep pressure on it. Put pressure. That's, the, that's, that, that's antihistamine. That's where we get the word antihistamine from. You take that when you're sneezing and all this stuff. It suppresses that down. It keeps pressure on it. And then it, you don't want to just quit sneezing for five minutes. You want to quit sneezing for the rest of the day so you get something done. So it's antihistamine. It's that pressure. It's constantly on it. And that, that, that persistent breaks resistance. You guys know that. Talk about it long enough so that you motivate yourself to act. You got to motivate yourself. If you're waiting for somebody else to motivate you all the time, man, you're going to be waiting. You're going to have a life of just waiting on somebody. Motivate yourself. Focus makes your, makes, your, makes your faith unshakable. Focus eliminates distractions. Focus is necessary to discipline, which is always the entrance to godly success and prosperity. What is? The focus? No, the discipline. Discipline is what focus gives birth to. Discipline. How do you become, what's, what, is, what is the root word of, of, of discipline? Disciple. You want to be a disciple? You better learn, to be, you better learn discipline. Everybody wants to be God's disciple, but nobody wants to be disciplined. And this focus, reason why we're using this and we want to focus is we want to be disciplined. And God will, God will trust you in, the, in that. If you're not wanting to see something in your future, do not focus on it today because you will see it if you focus on it. Good or bad. Good or bad. Power of life and death is in the, in the tongue. So you focus. What are you focused on? You speak it. And we want to be careful with that. Especially now which we're living right now. Let me tell you something, man. We're living in a spiritual time. Very spiritual. People don't even believe in the spiritual realm knows that. I think one of the things I could tell it when it reverberated throughout the sanctuary on Sunday in both services is that, is that you're, you're a spirit being. You are, there, there's, only, there's, only, there's, only, there's only two kingdoms on this planet and you're in contact with one or the other at all times. Actually, not contact. You're, you're being affected by one or the other at all times. And it's really your choice. What your choice? I just choose not to be affected. And say it doesn't happen. I just choose not to be affected by the kingdom of darkness. Even when he shows up, even when he throws everything, even every time he comes, comes at me, everything he has, I just choose to focus um, on, the, on the things of God. If you're not wanting to see it in your future, don't focus on it. Train your mind to focus on the godly, and you will always have godly outcomes. You believe that, Pastor? With all my heart, soul, might, and strength. I do. All right, let's end it on this scripture. Um, Philippians 4 and 6, 7 and 8. Are you ready? Let's read it. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. Tell him. Tell him. Don't be anxious. Don't be, be fearful of it. Let God know. Verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all, there's all things again. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. You only understand it. That peace. That's why I said a while ago about you know her. Being the perfect will of God. It just passes all understanding. Shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. What does that mean? 
he'll take, you know, we can go back into um, Second Chronicles about the weapons of warfare are not carnal. He, he takes every thought, captivates it, and brings it to the obedience of Christ. You know what it says? Takes that thought, grabs on it, and, and, and commands it to follow in the obedience of Christ, what God says. He does, that's, that's, our, that's the weapons of our warfare. Um, verse 8. Finally, my brothers, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are right, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, the word virtue there means behavior showing more character, if there's any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Amen. Somebody just got to make his. I'm just. I'll just. I'll just think on what. On what God would have me do. Don't allow the enemy to break your focus. Let me end on this. Here, here's why I threw this in, and I won't have time to go through all that. But since when I did, I wrote this down because if there be any praise in anything, think on these things. I started out with Abraham. Like Abraham said, like God said, Abraham, I said to you, whatever you see, you will seize. He says, I'm, I'm, he says, I'm, let me go to it real fast. I'll end on this. Genesis 13 and 15. Genesis 13 and 15. Let me read. So if y'all find it, we can put it up there. Genesis 13 and 15. Um, I want to grab it in my Bible real fast. I didn't know if I had time to get to it. Genesis 13 and 15. For all the land which you see, I give to you, he says, as far as your descendants forever. I said, whatever you see, you will seize. And he saw it. And he thought on those things. Okay? Now here's the key. Verse 18. Go to verse 18. And Abraham moved his tent and went and dwelt by the terebinth trees of Mamre, which I can stay there if I can't, which is in Hebron. And here's the part. And he built an altar there to the Lord. What does that mean? Once he saw what God was going to do for him and it got in his heart, he built an altar. What's an altar? It's worship. An altar is worship. He began to worship the Lord. Worship, worship is, is, is gratifying God. Worship is response to what God can and will do for us. So that's what I love about Aaron. This is the very beginning. We're talking about beginning. So once he saw it, he responded. It hadn't happened yet. He hadn't had, he didn't have Isaac yet. But he started worshiping God. I'm praying that for these 21 days, we're just giving to God for this, for this month. And God's going to show you some stuff. And you're going to believe God from some stuff. And when he does, you start worshiping him for that. You start praising him from that. Because worship is thanking God for the grace, which is the ability to receive what it is he's going to give you. See what I just said? See, we, we can't worship until we get it. See, outer court, man, I got a fan. Outer court is thanking God for what he's done. Inner court in the, in the tabernacle is thanking God for what he's doing. We get in the most holy place. We thank God for who he is. We worship him for who he is, which means what he's going to do. 
the most holy place is that place to where we know he's going to do it. You, so watch this. So out of court is thanksgiving. Inner court is praise. Thanksgiving for what he's done. Praise for what he's doing. But worship for what he's going to do. So when you find yourself getting into a realm of worship, it's because your spirit says he's going to do it. Amen. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise in here. We're about to have church. All right. Don't even move. Let me bless you right now. Father, I thank you, Lord. God, I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you for focus. I thank you, God, that you're just swooping down from heaven. Holy Spirit, that you're in, in, invading us, Lord, and you're, you're setting our eyes on you, Lord. And God, we're, we're, we're thankful for the outer court experience, God. We're so thankful for what you've done, Lord. We, we praise you for what you're doing right now. But Father, I just release an atmosphere of worship, Lord. God, in these, these next few weeks, Lord, that, that God may have an attitude of worship, Lord, that whenever we see something, whenever we seize it, Lord, that God immediately, God, we, we find ourselves just building up an altar within ourselves just to worship you and praise you for it, God, because we know it's coming. I bless, you, I, I bless us now. Everybody under the sound of my voice, wherever, whenever, however, watching this, seeing this, even in this room right now, God, I release right now favor. Favor God and focus, Lord, to be able to achieve that perfect will that you have for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message from our midweek experience. If you want to partner with us as we see lives changed and God's kingdom advanced, you can donate through our website, highestpraisechurch.com. And if you would like to stay up to date with all that God is doing here, be sure to follow us on Instagram at highest.praisechurch.com. And like us on Facebook at Highest Praise Church. We can't wait to see you soon.